Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. Thanks for tuning in for another week of Pitco Happenings. Stay tuned to hear from Brent Weinkoff, the director of the Pennsylvania Pet Center, about some of the awesome stuff our county-run animal shelter had going on in 2020 and has coming up in 2021. But first, yet another COVID-19 vaccine update. Beginning at 5 p.m. on Friday, February 12th, the health department shut down all local vaccine pre-registration portals. This was to transfer all the entries into a statewide database, which will maintain the same information and queue. Once this new portal opens, please don't put your information in if you already pre-registered through one of the local portals. If you are looking to pre-register under Phase 1B for the first time, the new portal will open on Tuesday, February 16th. In our continued efforts to celebrate Black History Month, this month we recognize Roy Breedlove, commonly called by his middle name Banks. Though he was blind in one eye due to a childhood accident and he never finished high school because he joined the workforce, he was a relentless advocate for education. A lifelong Pennsylvania County resident who lived in the Whitmell community until he passed away at the age of 102, Banks encouraged everyone in his community to vote and to continue their education. He didn't change bridges and he didn't go to Richmond, but he made a powerful impact in our community, said Everlina Ross, Banks's daughter, who is also the president of Pennsylvania County Community Action. You can learn more about Pennsylvania County Black History at pennsylvaniacountyva.gov backslash 627 backslash black dash history dash month. And we know many Pennsylvania County residents are currently without power. Several community volunteer fire stations are offering their buildings as a place for people to come and get warm and charge their electronics. You can learn more about this on our Pennsylvania County Public Safety Facebook page. I'm here today with Brent Weinkoff, who is the director of the Pennsylvania Pet Center. Um, for those of you who don't know, the Pennsylvania Pet Center is the county-run animal shelter. Uh, we used to have a pound that operated uh, close to the landfill and only accepted dogs. Um, but in 2017, we started or we built a new facility, which was first operated by Lynchburg. And since 2019 has been operated by us here at Pennsylvania County. Uh, Brent came on just a few months ago and is already already making lots of big changes, has big visions. So we're, we're happy to have him. Uh, Brent, I appreciate you being here today. Tell you what, Kayla, couldn't be more excited to be here. It's a, a great podcast that you've got going for the county. And I, I love listening to it. Um, a lot of good information coming out there and just happy to be here. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Um, so first, um, I mean, yeah, like, like I said, you know, you've been here just a few months and I know you're already kind of jumping right in, making, making big changes. So kind of walk me through what some of those things are, what some of the visions you have are for, for the Pennsylvania Pet Center. Well, I'll tell you what, the, the number one thing I came in to this position with a vision of is, is serving the community. Um, ultimately that's who, who helps us run the pet center and anything I can do to alleviate and lower the cost for our taxpayers. That's my number one thing, but also branching out outside of our, our local community and even outside of Virginia, as far as transporting animals to, to other facilities and shelters to, to find our animals of Pennsylvania County, their, their second chance in life at their forever home, whether that's here or, or elsewhere. I'm also looking at um, when I go back to talking about community, um, you know, we've got our, mm -hmm. our pet pantry that we have that we love to give out food to those in need. And, and why is that so important? I'm going to tell you why it's important. 
um, obviously because it's it's feeding animals. But the the big thing to it is, if we can't provide that food to those in need, those animals end up coming to the pet center, which in the end is going to cost our our citizens and taxpayers more money because it's more animals we're having to feed. Um, so that that's a huge huge program. Um, we're just by giving food to a family um, to keep feeding their animal so it stays where it belongs, which is with that owner and in their home. Um, all about it, and we're going to continue doing it as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, I mean, for for everybody, 2020 was very difficult year, very unprecedented. I think is a word that's been overused, but I, I think it it fits 2020 very well. But you're talking about the the food pantry. I know that was one of the big initiatives that that you guys had at the pet center. I I understand you guys also won an award from the Virginia Association of Counties for that effort. So if you want to tell me a little bit about that program. Well, it started basically because of COVID. Um, and there's such a need in our community. Um, Greater Good is the one that stepped up huge, huge, huge for us. Um, I mean, I'm, we're talking truckloads of food. But when they brought that in, it, it, it transformed what we're doing for the community in a very positive way, when I can proudly say that the Pennsylvania Pet Center, we distributed over 100,000 pounds of food to our local community, Wow! Mm-hmm. as well as another 105,000 pounds throughout the state of Virginia to other shelters. So we reached a lot of families, um, obviously in our community, and, and helped the whole state, which is why we did receive that award. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you, if you need to come and, and get aid from us, so to speak, it's any day come and if we've got it we will happily give it to you mm-hmm. and it's it's not just a one day thing anymore right uh, mm-hmm. and i mean you know you're talking about you know covid brought that program on what is or i guess how has covid impacted i guess just the general flow of animals coming in and out of the shelter um i know i mean obviously there's a lot of seasonal trends well, you, you've, you've obviously got your uh you know your kitten season your puppy season that's that's an annual thing that's really not ever going to change. That's just nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with COVID, what happened is you had a lot of people lose their jobs. You had a lot of people have to start working from home. And the contributing factor with that was, here we are, we're sitting at home. I'd like to have a companion. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people went out and, and got pets. And then when everything you know, kind of got back to somewhat normal, if there is such a thing these days, and they had to go back to work and then they realized they didn't have the time for the animal. And that's how we ended up with a lot of animals when we, when we reopened back up. And so what, what I hear you saying right now is that there were, there was a significant number of people who, I guess, almost temporarily adopted animals because they were working from home and then changed their mind at some point down the road and brought them back. Well, either, either not necessarily got them from us. They might've gotten, you know, anywhere. Um, and then once they went back to work, they didn't have the time for them. And that's, that's how we got a decent, that and, and another piece I should have spoke on is um, when COVID really first hit, it was kitten season. So with people not being able to go out and about, there was a lot of people taking care of those kittens. And then when everything opened back up, um, that's when we got a lot of kittens. In. And then of course we had to move to appointment only for a while, two different occasions, which worked very well. Um, the public kept coming. We stayed open. We're still there, you know, seven days a week, um, no matter what. Right. Uh, but those are just just a few of them. Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned overcrowding at the shelter as 
I mean, something that, that I know on and off you guys have to deal with, but earlier in 2020, you guys had hundreds and hundreds of animals in the shelter. How, how do you go about getting some of those animals out to make sure that they're still getting home, still being taken care of? As far as reaching out to other shelters, and it, that, that is a 24-7 job, and it, it is a lot of begging and pleading with other places. So it's been a lot of networking and, and continuing you know, to ask. You've got to ask for help. Um, cause if you don't, then you're going to be overcrowded. We've done a few transports down to a facility down in Georgia. Back on nine January, we found a group out of New York pilots to the rescue where we, we drive animals up to California, Maryland, to the airport there. Mm -hmm. And then pilots to the rescue, uh, does not charge us anything. And they fly these animals up to a couple different shelters, um, up in Maine. And we did 30 cats on January 9th, which was really cool. And, and the, uh, the best part of that one was all 30 of them have been adopted. Wow. Then we did the, the second trip back on uh, February 4th with the same group. And we did 25 animals. We did 15 cats and, and 10 dogs. And, and almost all of them either were going in to be adopted or straight into foster. So it's it's just a neat thing. That's 55 animals that we we found forever homes for, um, and we've actually we've got another group out of New Hampshire that we're getting ready to start doing kind of the same thing with. Mm -hmm. It's a huge money saving thing uh, for the community, taxpayers in Pennsylvania County. Right. Um, it's very minimal cost for us. Um, so. Mm -hmm. And so having those transport options, you know, whether it be someone in state or someone all the way in Maine. Um, I mean, am I correct in saying that? that the reason that that's necessary is because we're a very rural area where there's not as many residents to adopt these animals, but because we're a more rural area, there are more animals that don't have homes. I mean, is that kind of the, the situation well, that, we're dealing with? You're correct in that. And that's, that leads into another, another topic I'd like to, to discuss with you and bring up is that's the, you know, our spay and neuter program, you know, any, any citizen that lives in Pennsylvania County can come get a voucher um, and take it to a number of um, participating vets in the area. We alone gave out 2,000 of those vouchers in 2020 yeah. on top of the 1,800 spay and neuters we did at the at the pet center. So that's 3,800 spay and neuters that, that were done in Pennsylvania County, mm -hmm. which is a huge number and which ultimately is saving the taxpayers money. Right. And you're, I mean, you're talking about saving the taxpayer money. I understand that the pet center in, in the few years that Pennsylvania has run it has continued to reduce the amount of taxpayer money it's using coming in under budget by by finding grants and other other opportunities and even yeah. using those creative transfer programs that you were talking about. So one, I mean, how how exactly are you guys going about doing that? And, and why is that important for the pet center to, to use as little taxpayer money as possible? We feel like what we're doing over there is a very positive thing for the community, but we're trying to to run this as efficiently and as cost effective as we can for the taxpayer. And, and through grants, like you said, grants and donations and fundraising, um, those are all ways to, to try and lower the cost. And that, that is the goal. Right. And I know another creative, I guess, revenue stream that you guys have that, that started, as far as I understand, in 2020 is the, the Doggy Bag Thrift Store, which is a, a partnership with the Pennsylvania County SPCA. Um, it's a thrift store basically right behind the pet center um, that sells all kinds of awesome stuff, very great prices, and all of the proceeds go to benefit the Pennsylvania Pet Center and the Pennsylvania County SPCA. What's that been like and how's that gone so far? Since I came on board, um, it's, a, it's a great partnership. I've um, got a great relationship with the SPCA, great organization, 
I think everybody knows who the SBCA is. Mm -hmm. Everybody sees the commercials, but great organization, great people back there. Um, they're all volunteers. They work hard. And like you said, they've got some really, really great stuff back there at really good prices. Well, Brent, I mean, that's kind of all the, uh, I guess, the main questions and stuff that I had for you. Is there anything else that, that you would want to talk about or think it's important that the public knows about the Pet Center? Well, just know that we appreciate all the support we do get from the public, um, all of our donors, um, sponsors. Uh, we couldn't do it without them. Um, we will have some some events coming up. There'll be more to follow, and I'll definitely let you know when when that's all going to happen. Definitely looking at another barbecue event. We've got a raffle going right now. We've got a $600 aquarium we're raffling off, $10 a ticket. That'll go now through March 8th. Um, that was donated by Pet Safari, so we're very thankful to them for that. And then a new thing that I've got starting, hopefully within the next month, just working out a few kinks, but it's going to be a it's a reading program called Reading Cats and Dogs. Um, it's going to be for, for children ages 6 to 16 um, where they can come out and it'll be a very, very minimal um, registration slash orientation fee to get acclimated to the, to the pet center. But this is where they're going to come out and read to the animals because um, reading to the animals lowers the stress and anxiety of the animals, makes them feel a little bit more at home, helps them to become more adoptable. At the same time, it's, it's nurturing our children in our community to, with empathy and compassion towards animals. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, if, if you got a young reader out there that just loves to read, come on out, read to the animals. You don't have to, it's not going to be a set time. You can come out and read for 10 minutes. If you want, you can come out and read mm -hmm. for an hour. Um, That's cool. And then also the, the other part of it's therapeutic for the children too. So if you've got a, a child that, you know, doesn't like to read in front of a group of people, they can go sit in front of a cat or a dog and read away and, and no one's going to judge them. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's a, it's a win-win for everybody. Um, that, that's just a few things. There'll be more to come and, and I'll, I'll hopefully get to be invited back and, and <laughs> chat with you more when, when we get some more stuff, stuff, uh, on the uh, calendar. Yeah, no, and absolutely. And we'll we'll keep you guys posted on, on what's going on at the Pet Center. So uh, Brent, thanks for being here. Oh, my pleasure. And I can't wait to come back. Thanks, Caleb. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.